This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding, and I am joined once again with Jim Sebastio. Hi, Jim. Hi, Brian. We're going to get going here in just a minute and jump right into the topic. Before we do that, just want to remind everybody to go to practicalshepherding.com. You can access all of our resources there. You can contact us. Go check out the Shepherd's House page. Amazing cabin we got that pastors and pastors' wives can come and stay for free for a few nights to get some rest and some some quiet, some care even from some of our ministry. So check all of those things out. Let us know how we can serve and, and help you. You can also go to the donate page and leave a financial gift to help support the ministry. That would be a, a big help for us and all the things that are happening. But Jim, we, as we normally do, we want to jump right into topic and we also we want to address again something that someone wrote into us and asked us to address. And this is a really important topic. It's why we want to talk about it because I believe that there's a lot of people in ministry currently who feel this way, but don't know how to talk about it, or even almost don't want to acknowledge it. And that is, what happens when you feel trapped in your current ministry situation? So here's a couple of scenarios I'll throw out, and then I'll, I'll toss it to you just to kind of give us some biblical framework. But, you know, a, a pastor who's pastored a church for a good bit, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years maybe, uh, and... He's in the same church. He's disappointed with what he has seen happen mm-hmm. in that church in all his years there. But he's older. He doesn't necessarily know what he's. Should he leave and start over? Do you really want to leave and start over in the middle of your in middle age life and whatever wherever you would be in that? Uh, or just this idea of feeling trapped in the mundaneness of pastoral ministry. The you know as we talked about. Uh, you know, that hamster wheel that just mm-hmm. continue. You feel like you're just in a hamster wheel in the pastoral grind, and and it that steals your joy. It almost tempts you to think what you're doing maybe doesn't matter, and you feel stuck. I know of situations where people feel stuck, trapped in a ministry situation because they get paid full time to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they support in a family. They don't know how they'll support their family to the same level that maybe a church compensates them or whatever. And they feel trapped to stay in that role, not knowing how they're going to go out and maybe find another job. So th- these are just a few scenarios that we've heard about, all kinds of yeah. different ways. But that's what we talk. We talk about being trapped in a ministry role. That can be the feeling a lot of people have. And so if that's you, that's what we want to talk about today, Jim. We kind of just give us some biblical framework around thinking through this. Yeah, I mean, we were kicking this around and and uh, pre prep here, and again, I'm trying to think, you know, what what are some passages that deal with it, and and. I think there are passages that deal with discouragement in, in ministry. Second yep. Corinthians four again. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, how do you go on and not lose heart? I mean, that's really uh, if, uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians, where he tells them, uh, "Don't grow weary while doing good." Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think maybe if any text maybe deals with that, it is, and it's a very fascinating text because it admits that you can be doing what is good and maybe doing it well and still find it fatiguing mm. and still lose heart. Or, and, jo- or joyless. Or joyless, yeah, right. Yeah. And I think in the context of Galatians, where he says, knowing in due time we will reap if we don't lose heart, I think that the heartlessness is an association often with fruitlessness. Mm-hmm. And that is, this is not what I expected it to be. It's not... Uh, I thought that if I preached this well for this long, it would produce this in the lives of the people. They're still immature. They're still fighting. They're still critical. They're still, you know, whatever else it is. They're tired of it. Uh, and, and, and it just feels like it doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter who you counsel, doesn't matter what counsel you give. 
doesn't seem to matter what you preach and what you pray. Uh, it's, you know, so to use the other analogy in the, in the note sent to us, it can feel like Groundhog Day. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a really interesting concept we could talk about because yeah. of how that film works itself out. But, um, yeah, that, that's it. Yep. So you, you can feel... Uh, I can't get out of it. And Brian, I'm going to add to what you had said. It's, sometimes it's not just this sense of, um, I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know where to go. I wouldn't know how to start. I, I, have, I have compensation. I have a package. Um, I, I, and some guys in ministry. I got a house. I got a house, yeah. right. And some guys in ministry, honestly, haven't been trained to do anything else. Right. And, and so you either get paid, you know, maybe a, a middle class you know, a wage, but what you, because you went to seminary and can't do anything else, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a lower middle class or lower class yeah. income for the rest of my life. And so you got to be real careful. Cause you don't want to be a hireling. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but then there's also can be for some, a sense of spiritual guilt that now I committed myself to this and it's like a marriage. I got to stay in it till yeah. death. Yeah, I don't want to abandon these people. Right? I don't want to abandon these people and uh, I'd betray them. And I said, Brian, earlier, you know, so I think you're to blame for some of that. You and, you know, guys like Nine Marks and other ministries, I'm, I said tongue-in-cheek yeah, here, yeah. because particularly for, say, a Southern Baptist guy listening to this, you know and I know that the—I mean, this is still the case—the average tenure is still under three years. Yeah. But so a lot of guys obviously feel free to leave after three years. Yeah, yep. um, and if that's the average, that means there's— some that are higher, and there's a whole lot lower in order yeah. to reach that. Yeah. And, but I think there was a time, guys, it was very common to move on. Mm. But what happens is, you know, you get a little bit more theology, you start sitting under sounder ministries, and you begin to desire to be a better pastor and a better churchman, and you think, no, I got to stick it out. Where 10 years ago, without that knowledge, you would have left. You would have left by now. Yeah. And so you feel a sense of guilt or pressure, and you think, I'm going to be like Jonah. I'm going to run. I'm going to swallow by a whale if I leave here. So that's a whole other yeah. element of, of, of the pressure on the guy feeling like he's trapped or feeling he's on the hamster wheel. Yeah, that's good. And I can relate to these this the articulation of feeling trapped. And again, we want to be we want to be careful with this this kind of language because but we're using it because this is how it's being articulated. Two people reaching out to us, two people we've had conversation with. So we right. know that, that that's a fair that is a an accurate and fair terminology to recognize how all, some pastors feel in their ministry right. context. I can relate to it. I spent 8 years on staff at di- some different churches uh, as an associate pastor and I didn't work well with the senior pastors that I worked with. Yeah, they didn't take care of me and care for me as as a staff person. So, but you know, I'm young in ministry. I'm you know, especially when I start being paid full time for this. I've got a young family. Uh, where where else am I going to go? You know, right. I, I, I I can relate to those tensions of all of a sudden you just don't resign and go well it'll work itself out. No, I mean you you got a family to take care of. You've got these. You got bills to pay. You got these burdens you feel. You do have a, a connection to the people that that you want to be, especially for, me, for somebody like me. You know, I, I loved the people that I got to serve, but it was very difficult to serve with certain pastors that I that I served with, and, and in a lot of ways, you know, felt trapped in that. So uh, I can relate to that situation, and that's really what we're what we're talking out of. The question is, what kind of advice can we extend to those who feel? trapped for different reasons. I know that we can talk about it in different 
context, the different circumstances that we would maybe address fairly different. But what are some just general principles, Jim, that if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I feel trapped, I feel like I'm in the hamster wheel, I feel like I'm just living the same day over and over again, like Groundhog Day, like what kind of advice do we give them to sort through what's happening? Yeah, so I think they're going to come under two broad categories. Okay. So one is, it's okay to go. Yeah. And the other is, you should stay. Mm -hmm. All right, so... How do you determine? It's okay to go, but it's, you should stay. No, okay? it's okay to go. That's one. Yeah. And then the other is, I think you ought to stay. Yeah. So yeah. how do you deal with the hamster wheel when you know you have to stay? Yeah. Versus, oh, I mean, I can go? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is actually a relief that you, you, you don't have to live the rest of your life in a, you know, for whatever reason. So I think you need to diagnose, why am I feeling this way? So again, let, we start with our, our general... Uh, assessment. Are you tired? Are you burnt out? You know, those kinds of things. Do you need yep. a vacation? Do you need a sabbatical? Yep. Yep. Would extra sleep handle the issue? Yep. Would, a, would a few weeks or a month or two in a different environment fix it? If it does, you don't need, you know, yeah, you don't need to do anything so drastic. Okay. So I think that's one thing you need to ask. You need, you need to ask yourself things like, am I, <laughs> am I pastoring sheep who can be frustrating or do I have a flock of goats? Uh, and if I'm, if I'm just going through the, the reality is I have a bunch of unconverted people here. They don't want the word. And I could go somewhere where there are people, there are churches. There really are churches where people really do want the word, you know, they're not perfect, mm. but there are churches where people will love you, pray for you, uh, compensate you and appreciate your ministry if, if you're a gifted preacher yep. with a, a, a godly man and a gifted preacher. Those yep. churches exist. Yep. Some men have never experienced that, Brian. Mm-hmm. There are men who have their whole ministry and essentially they're preaching to goats. This is true. Very, very malformed, this, ma- malnourished right. sheep. So they've never been in a robust situation and their, their view of ministry is skewed mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, you might come to the conclusion. You might come to an honest conclusion. This has not been a good fit. We've been trying to make this work. And I think we we said this earlier, Brian, where can we make, where can we use something like a marriage argument and where is that inappropriate? Mm -hmm. You know, where do you say, hey, listen, no, you made a commitment. You need to work through it versus I, I didn't marry this congregation. They've had lots of guys leave in the past. Uh, I could go somewhere else mm-hmm. versus, and again, all right, is that, if I don't do that, is that because of guilt or is it because of conviction, you know, whatever the case might be. So I think that that's the first case you need to deal with. Brian, you felt free to leave. I you, did. You have yeah. left, you, you know, so you, you were involved in three churches, is that right? Well, so I served on a, as an as, associate uh, pastor in four churches. In four churches. And then went to Auburndale and was there 17 years. Okay, so, so yeah. you've had... I mean, I I won't put it this way. It sound nice, but you've you've left five times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so right. walk through that. Yeah. Good question. Because well, the first couple were kind of meant to be short stint, okay. kind of shorter internship type situations that were in bigger churches. So I I didn't feel nearly the burden of leaving just because one I was expected to not stay long, and two I was not in the the main pastor preaching role in the church, and I think that. Uh, that obviously, in leaving those places in that role is what where the big impact is. Yeah. So I, I would say the first couple fall into that category. Um, the the other categories were just realizing that that this is not 
as an associate pastor, how important it is you are able to serve with the senior guy. It, so much of your fruitfulness and impact in your in the church will hinge on that. So, um, but even still, in both of these places, there was not a huge uh, focus of shepherding the flock in these places, and so there was not so much. There were relationships built, but this idea we're talking about that I am responsible for this flock. None of those churches viewed our yeah. roles that way, right? In a strange way, because it was a, I would say, an unbiblical view of shepherding. Uh, it's easier to leave in a context like sure. that. So um, it was so on, certainly being at Auburndale seventeen years and then leaving was by far the hardest exit for the obvious reasons. But this is important. It was it was easier to leave, and it was our people accepted me leaving more so. Because I was leaving to do this ministry of practical shepherding. I right. was leaving to do something, one, they had seen from the beginning and supported me in for all these years. Right. It would have, I, I said that, I've said this several times, it would have been a totally different situation, I'm convinced, if I left for another church. Uh, that would yeah. have been a totally different exit relationally with these people. Right. Because in that moment, I would have been, so I think, in a way, that's almost where the marriage illustration breaks down or, or you know, connects, but then also, you know, is limited in that I think there is some similarities around, hey, I'm committed to care for these folks and those kind of things. So for me to just up and leave and go to another church, there is the there is the risk of that church feeling like you you found a younger, prettier woman. Now you want right. to just go right. be married to her uh, versus leaving for something that's not in the same category, which is what I did. It felt like it was still a hard exit, obviously, because I dearly loved these people and they, they loved me. But um, but because I was not leaving for another church ministry, that uh, that made it a different experience, I think, for me as as I left. So, but I, so I think that a lot of times when we're talking about a pastor, though, you know, leaving his leaving a flock, especially a place he's he's been a long time, uh, one of the things that we have to put out there is it's really important for you to wrestle through the things you were talking about, the perspective of what is this about. Is this mm-hmm. about? Is it, are you exhausted? And this is why you're right. you've lost the joy and you're discouraged. Has are you preaching to a bunch of goats or not? Uh, is your ministry changed? Is God actually moving you yeah, to another ministry, right. which is legitimately could be happening? Right. So the reason it's you got to sort through all those things, and, and for a lot of obvious reasons. But I want to highlight one that I often deal with with pastors who are looking to move out of being discouraged, joyless, and exhausted. And that is, if you're leaving over these frustrations, and you think those frustrations won't be at the next church you want to go to, right. you may be strongly deceived and really disappointed when you get to right. the next church. Right, 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 right. I actually had a conversation, Jim, this morning with somebody who was calling, asking me about a church that I know of that is looking for a pastor, and he and he's wanting to move. He was talking to somebody who was wanting to move his church, and the church he wanted to go to was even more of a mess than the one he was he's leaving. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you, you want to communicate clearly that the things he's frustrated with at his church will be worse at this church. Right. So, it, to, so that's really important. That would be, we, you, that would be really unfortunate for a pastor to not realize why he's feeling the way he is. So this trapped feeling we're talking about, it's really important to be able to talk out with somebody. Right. Uh, so I think we, that's a that's a good thing for us to move to at this point. If you're feeling that place, this is almost impossible. I'm convinced to sort through on your own. You need to have a pastor friend. You need to have a pastoral mentor. You need to have somebody you can 
touch base with or ask, say, help me sort through this. Right. Call us if, if you don't have anybody yeah. else, because that's something that we do quite a bit. I, I do. That's all, what I do a lot with pastors now is it's help them. And, and by the way, there's a ton of, of middle-aged pastors that I, that I work with and talk with who maybe have been at their church for 10 years, 15, 20 years. They're in their 40s. They're in their 50s. You know, they, they went to Bible college and went to seminary. And ministry is all they've ever done. Like, they're trying to sort through, is God moving me? Right. Am I supposed to stay and look at, approach this differently? Or am I supposed to leave ministry and go do something else? Those are huge decisions that are really dangerous to make on your own. So make sure you're talking to somebody who you know and trust to be able to sort through those things. Jim, if you're talking to somebody and trying to sort through the things that we're addressing, because, you know, Again, that trapped feeling is merely just a, it's a symptom of maybe what needs to be discussed uh, about their ministry in the church. And one of the things that that I would say, I'm curious what, what, what you would say with this, to ask a pastor, you know, a lot of pastors are discouraged because they don't have a the rights perspective on their ministry. They're disappointed. Mm-hmm. They feel useless. They feel like what they're doing doesn't matter. But just because they feel that way does not at all mean it's true. Exactly. So it's about really truly understanding how does God, this is the conversation I probably have more than anything with, with other guys. How does God spiritually, how does he evaluate your labors, your ministry? I know how you are, but you think God cares about how many people actually have are at the church right now, like like you do. Yeah. You think God cares about what the budget is as much as you do? You know, I think those are the conversations. What what would you turn to as somebody you're talking to about this, Jim? Yeah, I mean, obviously, and this is what this ministry is about is is helping us to be faithful, and and that is faithful to your calling, and that is to feed and to love and to serve the sheep, and, and with the recognition that. Uh, the Word of God, uh, as we say, as you say, is powerful, but it often works slowly. Uh, with the recognition that uh, you know, good good has been done, and you might need to be reminded of that. You might need to be able to see that. And that's again. So what you're really looking at is a sober assessment, because if it gets skewed, you know, you're not looking at it rightly, and and you see only the negative. You don't see. Uh, Again, some of that you might need to work through and say, "All right, is 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 this is, is the spirit of God leading me in this?" Providence is really hard to read, as the old saying goes. It's like Hebrew; it's best read backwards. <laughs> so you 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 you're not going to know. You think it is. You think this is God speaking to you, and really, what it is, it's a call to persevere through a difficult time. Yeah. yeah. But again, that's there's a difference between feeling you know I am I am committed to walk through the hardship and it's difficult and I feel trapped. Yeah, I feel trapped almost feels like there's something more sinister to it. There's more you know there's a, there's something insidious holding you there. It's it's not something good holding you there. It's not love holding you there. It's yeah. not real commitment right. holding you there. It, it's a it's it's guilt or it's fear as we've that's holding you there. That terminology so, is helpful to because that's what people are. And he feeling, may not you know brother but, may not mean it that way. But, and, and but it, it's what but it, it needs to be mentioned because that may be the best way to describe how I feel. Right. It's honest. But, but like you said, it's almost you don't providence is not figured into being, yeah, being trapped. Yeah. That's a so, different category. Yeah. And, and again, so you ask yourself that. All right. So I think you seek help to evaluate. Don't do this on your own. Don't just, you know, don't do it without counsel. Talk to somebody. Brian's here available. I'm thankful for, you know, our, our ministry is, is such that we're able to, you know, you, you call us, you email us. 
and maybe one of us actually is going to talk to you. So yeah. that's you so know we'll have somebody. Yeah, we'll have, some, we'll have somebody. Sure. We'll have, yep. And if you come out to the shepherd's house and take some time off, we're going to have somebody come sit with you yeah. and spend some time with that's you. That's right. Yeah. So I think it's just helpful and, and be honest. You don't you, you know don't worry about sounding unspiritual or whatever else. And I don't want to. I love the brother who wrote this. So I'm not trying to you know, but but it can you know if you're feeling if you're using that word, I feel trapped. That yeah. you know then. It's not. It's not just. I feel pressure. It's not just that I'm discouraged. It's. It's. A, it's like I want to get out of here, but I can't get out yeah. of here. That's what that indicates. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And that's. A, that's where you need to start. If that's where. And, you, where and let's yeah. say that sometimes the answer to that is you should go. Right. You shouldn't feel trapped. Right. Ministry is not meant to be a trap. It, right. it, it is not meant to be something that uh, you have a freedom. You you may well, you may well, is what we need to work through, this is the main point, you may well have a freedom to move on. It, yeah. it may be in the best interest of the church, the best interest of your family, in, in your soul's best interest for you either to be at a different ministry or out of ministry. Yeah. You don't. So, you know, serve, don't serve grudgingly or out of compulsion. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. Don't serve grudgingly or out of compulsion. That's so First Peter 5, too, right? Elders are to serve, not grudgingly, but willingly. Yeah. So you should never feel, I mean, it would have been a good text to start with, you shouldn't have to feel trapped yeah. in a ministry. There is, there is either a way of relief that you may be able to bear it, or there's a way of escape. Yeah to another either a fruitful ministry or maybe it's time to get out of ministry two things yeah two things i want to mention one is that god can certainly move you when you're most discouraged or feel like you're like a pastoral rut is for real yeah discouragement is real uh joylessness in ministry can become a very real uh, depressing thing to face but i want to just put out there a lot of times god can move you in those moments certainly but I find where you have the most clarity to determine what God's will is for you and how to discern that is not when you feel trapped or not when you are most discouraged. It's actually when you are most content yeah. and at peace with where you are. Right. That doesn't mean it's not hard, but I, I'm saying the clarity to figure out what you need. So a lot of times, you know, this is this is hard, but a lot of times when when someone is discontent in a ministry role, one of the best things you can encourage them to do is Go before the Lord and figure out how to be content where he has you now to right. give you clarity, because he may yeah, be moving excellent. you, that's but excellent. to give you clarity to know right. where, where to go. The second thing I want to say, you kind of alluded to it a minute ago, is uh, that, and as, this is certainly personal for me. I mean, I, I entered the ministry young. I was 20 years old in my first church. So I was a pastor for over 25 years before I transitioned to practical shepherding, not being a pastor anymore. But there is a wear and tear when you do ministry for a long time. That God, you may not be God, may not be calling you out of the ministry, but He may be calling you to a different kind of ministry. Right. So I've and I've you know I've told guys who are in their forties and fifties who've done ministry a long time, maybe God is calling you to a different kind of ministry. Maybe not being the lead pastor of a church somewhere. It might be right. something else. It might be working for a, a state convention or an association or or a, a missions ministry somewhere. And you can you can bring all that experience and wisdom that you have that you had as a pastor to that particular ministry. So I'm actually encouraging guys my age, guys older than me, at least guys that have logged a good two-plus decades in the ministry of pastoring, yeah. maybe God's moving you to something that all this pastoral experience you have, you're going to take and benefit another place. But again, clarity around those big decisions best comes by contentment when you make them. Good. Any, any final word from you on this, Jim? Uh I guess I want to just touch a little more fully on this. Should I stay? You know, so the, yeah, go the ahead. you know, so, you know, 
so the one trap you should go or you can go you should go i yep. think that's the one you know that's the one thing but i think brian your, your statement there is just excellent is is don't make that decision you don't want to make life-changing decisions when when you're in a fog mm-hmm. you know so get clarity of thought yeah. get counsel yeah. and it may be time to it may be time to move that may on. not happen it, it by may the be, way, yeah. but that's ideal to and then clarity. the other thing is and i'm gonna actually i'm gonna pull off on the uh, uh on the groundhog day I, I you know i imagine a lot of guys have seen groundhog day if you haven't seen it i love that yeah, new, it, you that know it's a so. very it's it's actually a very meaningful film in a lot of ways yeah. with you know but it is what do you do when every day is the same yeah. and, and and the reality is you know because he says at one point to it's about you know it's a, a fantasy film a man trapped uh, living a, a day groundhog day in february over and over and over again mm. perhaps for hundreds or some have predicted, or some have anticipated thousands of years, that he spends thousands of years. I don't know if you've ever looked through some of the uh, <laughs> arguments about how long he has to be there for wow. this to happen. Uh-huh. But it's it's years. He's there for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, decades, at yeah. least. He's at least, he wakes up every day, it's the same day. And he says at one point to a couple of blue-collar guys, you know, can you imagine waking up every day and it's the same? And they're like, uh, yeah, that's about my, that's, sums that's, it up. That's about sums it up. Right. That's about, <laughs> so that's what our life is. And, and, and but, but what he does and, and the, uh, the, the payoff of the film is that yes, every day is the same day, but it doesn't mean I can't do something with it. And it doesn't mean I can't love and serve that's other right. people with it's it. A, it's I can a, learn, I can learn to do good. So it's a secular film, but boy, there's a lot of help and wisdom in there. So, and I want to add that, uh, it's Bill Murray at his best, like this it sarcastic, is. witty uh, kind of jerk, <laughs> and and but then morphs into something else. Yeah, is, right. We don't want we don't want to spoil you, but the movie's like twenty five years old, so yeah, I figure, we spoiled I figure, it for I figure you. We're okay. You need to get over it. Sorry. Right. So, but again, the idea is th- th- this: is the lesson of the film. Every yes, it's rinse, lather, and repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of things. Hey, you drink coffee every day. But you can learn to love that cup of coffee every day. Yeah, I kiss my wife every day. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, but it doesn't mean it's a monotony. Mm-hmm. We sleep in the same bed every night. It doesn't mean it's a, it doesn't mean it's monotonous. Yeah, right. uh, I got to play with you know, oh, grandkids coming over again, again, again. Oh, it's Groundhog Day. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good part of Groundhog Day. Yeah. It, it's it's learning to make that into something special. <laughs> I got to preach the word again. I've got to counsel people again this week. There's a way to ask yourself, you know, is there glory in this? Is there something wonderful in this? And have I forgotten it? In the midst of my tiredness, in the midst of my disappointment, in the midst of discouragement, in the midst of fatigue through criticism, have I forgotten that, hey, you know what? I, I, this really is a good work, yeah. and I'm really privileged to do it. The, the, grind, the grind is meant to be loved. Yeah. If you're going to do this a long time, yeah. One final resource I'll just throw out there. There's a there's a book that other Banner, than Groundhog Day. I think you yeah. need to go watch Groundhog Day if you have not seen Groundhog Day. It now is the really other a one's a theology movie. book. One's Groundhog Day, the others yeah. are theology. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Pastor of Kilsith is a Banner Truth book that is about a a, a Scottish pastor played by Bill Murray. Bill, <laughs> played by Bill Murray. I totally love to see that movie. Oh man, we're derailing. So this book though. It's really helpful because you probably heard me mention this book before. It's a it's a a biography that his son wrote about this guy, uh, a, a very obscure unknown pastor mm-hmm. in uh, I think 19th century uh, Scotland, and he had a 50 year ministry. And for three years of it, they saw revival break out in this little Scottish village during mm-hmm. his ministry. The other like 47 years was like this just 
rigorous, monotonous grind of the pastoral work. And it's really captured well in the book. But I, I know a lot of guys have found encouragement just hearing, like, this guy was faithful for 50 years, saw revival for three of those years, and the rest was this just grinding work. And that's really what we're aspiring to. And so I would commend that book to you, but also just commend that this is what God calls us to. Uh, take that to, in prayer to God that he's... that. It, almost to renew your love for the grind of this really important work. So Jim, will you take a minute and pray as they do this work? Father in heaven, thank you for this uh, time to discuss these matters. And and Lord, we we so desire this would be a help and encouragement, maybe give some direction to some brothers uh, who are struggling right now. In in no way uh, do we desire to make light of that. We, We want to Uh, enter into their hardship and sorrows and pray, Lord, that they might be given help and direction. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.